0: Hey, what's going on? Who that nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Happy Tuesday to you. I know it's been a while, man. It's been a couple days since your boy did a show. Uh, Honestly, I have taken some time out just to kind of decompress, man, and also just to spend a little time with the family. As y'all know, the Saints played on Christmas, and, uh, you know, I didn't get an opportunity really to, you know, spend as much time, Uh, you know, Uh, hanging out with my my wife and and my son as much as I should I mean we we had breakfast and all that other stuff but you know watching the games and stuff like that and also making sure that I had a live stream you know I I wanted to make sure that you know I spent time with him and also um, we're going to be moving in the next couple uh uh, I say about next week sometime so I had to make sure that I'm getting packed up and everything like that I mean (laughs) I'm in a room right now next to me you a bunch of boxes so we're trying to pack up, trying to move, you know what I'm saying, into you know our new home. But I want to say thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all for being so patient. I know normally it don't take me that long to do a live stream, but I'm here and I'm here to talk about the New Orleans Saints. And as you've seen in the description, today we're going to have the SOTS Mailbag. This is the first edition of the SOTS Mailbag. This is when people send me questions that they want me to answer about the new orleans saints now for those that don't know you can uh check me out or email me at state of the saints at gmail.com or you can go to facebook.com search state of the saints and you can uh inbox me there so i want to say to everybody that has submitted information and those that are going to put it in the chat thank you all so much i know some of you is probably around 7 15 where you are so thank you all so much for being a part of the show uh, but I want to go ahead and get my final thoughts on the game, the Week 16 game versus the Minnesota Vikings, before we just go ahead and you know wrap that up in a little bowl. Uh, first off, it was a great game uh, by the New Orleans Saints when it comes to the offensive line. Uh, this was a game that we were excited to see. Um, this is what we've been waiting for a- as far as what we wanted the offensive line to show us. Because going into the playoffs, we all know that a, a stout running game, is going to get you over the hump. It can help control the time of possession, and it also can help you know when it comes to the passing game, especially when you have a quarterback that has 11 crack ribs and still healing from that. So Alvin Kamara going out there, rushing for six touchdowns, and also Latavius Murray running for 72 yards off, I think maybe like 11 or 12 carries. That's exactly what you need. And also you can add Taysom Hill to the mix. The Saints really need to start running the football. And we've seen during the playoffs that this formula really does work. It, it really does. I mean, we've seen the San Francisco 49ers use this same type of blueprint going into the playoffs last year. We've seen them run the ball down the throats of the Minnesota Vikings, ironically. And we also seen them run the ball down the throats of the Green Bay Packers. So this formula definitely can work. Now, I did ask a question on Twitter. Um, I asked the question, are you concerned about Drew Brees going into the postseason? Because although the running game looked pretty good, we have to be honest with ourselves, man. The quarterback play of Drew Brees wasn't a tad bit shaky in that game. And, you know, as as a as a member of the Who That Nation, I mean, people get mad at me for saying this, but I'm just a messenger. There's a lot of people that hit me up and say, man, you seen Drew, man, you seen all that air under the ball, man, you see how Drew, you know what I'm saying, it, it, you know, Lofting a ball up there, and a lot of people are getting afraid because they're like, "Man, I ain't trying to see this going into the postseason," because they don't want to see history repeat itself. And look, who that nation? Look, I, look, I, I, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast, but at the end of the day, I'm still a fan, and I don't know how much heartbreak I can take at this particular time. Now, if the Saints just flat out lose and they just, you know, what I'm saying they just get dominated in the playoffs, then fine. But I, I can't take this team beating themselves. Okay, I, I can't take that. I want to see all hands on deck. So it is is a little bit of of an issue, but I just think it has a lot to do with Drew protecting himself. I don't think Drew is 100%, and I do think he's a little bit iffy uh, when it comes to him throwing the passes because maybe he's afraid that that one shot that he takes can cause him to be out of the game. So I do see a little bit of hesitation on Drew Brees when it comes to passing the ball. But I also see, guys, not doing what they need to do in order to help out Drew Brees like Jared Cook you know Jared Cook uh, you know uh, not you know running you know what I'm saying straight down his route he is at a going downfield he went upfield uh, Emmanuel Sanders letting the ball bounce off his hands you know I mean you can say that Drew Brees threw the ball pretty hard to him but at the same time you got to be able to bail out your quarterback and look I feel like this man shame on the New Orleans Saints if they're still asking Drew Brees to throw the football all over the place at this stage of his career. Look, Drew Brees has given us so many great moments in Who That Nation. I mean, he has basically legitimized the Saints organization. He has made us relevant. He's the reason why we can go up to other uh, fans across the National Football League and say our team is the, sh-. you know what I'm saying? He's the reason why we can do that. So I feel like it has come to pass, all right, as they say in the Bible, as it came to pass. As it comes to pass, it is time for the Saints offense to help Drew out. We've seen this before when quarterbacks are on the twilight of their career. We've seen this when it came to the Denver Broncos back in the late 90s when John Elway was on his way out the door. Terrell Davis turned it up. We've seen it when the Denver Broncos did it again with Peyton Manning. They turned it up. They turned up the running game. We've seen it last year when Jimmy Garoppolo, wasn't out there playing his best ball. They turned up the running game. Case in point, we need to run the doggone football. We need to run the football until we can't run it no more. I don't know if y'all seen these offensive linemen, but they were up to the task. You can see Teron Armstead. After Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray uh, ran the football, you can see Teron Armstead like this. You know what I'm saying? Telling Sean Payton, man, keep feeding him the rock. Keep feeding him the rock. I know y'all seen Teron Armstead block a dude out of bounds like, like it was when, um you know, uh, on the blind side and moving. You know what I'm saying? When he pushed that guy all the way <laughs> over the fist. Teron Armstead, Ryan Ramcheck was out there straight up balling. You got to use the running game. You got to protect Drew Brees. And I feel like if Sean Payton goes out there and he throw, I mean, throws the football 35, 40 times in a game, then the Saints deserve to get beat. I'm I'm just being real, man, and that is why you have to take it upon yourself to hold the defense accountable, to hold the offensive line accountable. Because every time we're looking at Drew Brees in a way that he's playing, but like I said, man, Drew Brees has bailed this team out on so many different occasions, and we know that if if it push come to shove, we know that he can bail this team out. If the if the Saints have to if they're down like maybe like seven points or 10 points, we know that Drew Brees has the capability of putting this team in a position where they can actually win a football game. So why don't we just help this guy out defensively and not just look at, oh man, we got Drew. Like go out there and do your job and take it upon yourself to take your game up to the next level. I just feel like the laxadaisical type play is what gets the Saints beat in the playoffs because they feel like, oh, we've done this the entire year. Oh, we're going to go out here and we're going to ball out. Rise to the occasion, handle your business, and don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Don't look at, oh, we beat these guys last time, so it should be a shoe in Go out there and play your best football. Go out there and play your best football. And, you know, I think that the Saints should be able to get over the hump. Now, like I said, you have to run the football. Defensively, I think Quine Alexander being out for the season is is going to be very, very uh, detrimental to the defense. Because I feel like because of Quine Alexander, his ability to guard tight ends and running backs, it helped Mario Davis take his game up to the next level. Alex Azzalone doesn't give you that dynamic. Now, Alex Azzalone, he's tough. I mean, he tries hard, but he's not Quine Alexander. And I just feel like it causes DeMario Davis to have to do more. You know what I'm saying? He has to do more than what he's been doing. He was able to play free with Quine because Quine was just as fast as him, just as physical as him, and he's a guy that you can count on. Alex Azzalone, on the other hand, is a mixed bag. Sometimes he'll go out there, you'll see him tackling in the backfield, and then the next thing you know, he's allowing tight ends to be giving up big plays. I think the New Orleans Saints, they have to make sure – that they have a good rotation. I don't know, man. I'm thinking about, I don't know how hurt or how damaged Kiko Alonso is, but I think they need to go ahead and bring him back. It's not like Kiko Alonso was terrible. It's not like Kiko Alonso couldn't ball. It's not like Kiko Alonso, you know, wasn't good. It's just the fact that, you know, he, he just couldn't stay on the field. And that's been the same narrative with Quan Alexander. You can say the same thing for Quan. Quan is a really good linebacker, but he can't stay on the field. Thus, that's the reason why he was expendable in San Francisco. And not to mention, you know, the player, Warner, who is probably about to get paid. So Alex Azzalone has got to step his game up. He's got to step his game up, man. Look, this is your fourth year. It's no, like, this is your fourth year in a Dennis Allen system. You should know these plays like the back of your hand. You should be able to dissect plays. You should be dialed in. I mean, and honestly... I don't want this guy on the team if he can't step it up. I mean, the Saints have basically told you that you're not good enough. Seriously, the Saints told you they're not good enough. They said that your play isn't good enough. We're going to go out here and trade for this guy. We drafted you, but you're not good enough. We're going to go out here to San Francisco and trade for this guy because you're not good enough. I tell you what, that Nation, if that's not enough motivation for Alex Azzalone to get off his ass and ball out, And let me tell you something, man, he doesn't, not only does he not deserve to be in the Saints organization, but he doesn't even deserve to be in the NFL. Seriously, how can you not rise to the occasion? How many times has somebody told you that you're not good enough? How many times has somebody told you that you won't amount to nothing? How many times has somebody told you that, oh, we're going to go in another direction? You know what I say to people like that? Man, forget you. I am going to turn up. I am going to make you eat your words. Trust and believe. Me doing this show right now is uh, people eating their words because somebody told me that I wasn't good enough to start a podcast. I wasn't interested enough for people to listen to me. So you know what I said to them? Bump you, watch me work. Alex Azzalone, I don't know if you watch the State of the Saints podcast, but as a Saints fan, you may not think much of me. Y'all don't care. but. As a fan, I'm telling you to turn the hell up. This team has told you you're not good enough. They demoted you to special teams. They cut your reps, fool. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit there and just be lackadaisical and be conservative, or are you going to turn it up? Are you going to channel channel the best the best game that you can possibly play? Or are you going to sit back and be the guy that forever be known as the guy who couldn't fall on the football in the end zone? This is your moment, Alex Azzalone, because we know what we got in Demario Davis. We know that this is all pro talent, Walter Payton, man of the year, captain of the team. He is going to die. On, you know what I'm saying? He is going to, you know what I'm saying, basically, literally die on the field for his squad. We know what he can do in run support. We know what he can do when it comes with the Blitz. But there's a lot of questions about you. So are you going to be that weak link? Or are you going to say, man, I'm about to turn up and I'm about to show everybody what I got? It's on you, Alex Azzaloni. But like I said, I think the Saints need to go out here and try to get some other linebacker. Like I said, Kiko Alonso is somebody that stands out to me, and because he's familiar with the system, he understands the the verbiage, and he's been with the team, and you don't have to worry about a, a chemistry issue because he's really, really good. That's my opinion. That's what I think about uh, Week 16. I'm not going to go ahead and just talk about the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, that's old news. We all know how that how we all know how we feel about the Minnesota Vikings. I'm glad they lost. Their fan base, you know what I'm saying, always seem to be infiltrating chats. I mean, they just, I don't know, man. Not a real big fan of the Minnesota Vikings fan base. Uh, They're up there, you know, on on the radio talking about the Saints are a dirty team. Look, man, nobody cares about what you all think. You all are just mad about the NFC Championship game, talking about Bounty Gate. But if your offensive line actually could block for Brad Favre, Bounty Gate wouldn't even exist. That's what y'all need to be focused on. Do you ever just thought about maybe your offensive line just sucked so bad back in 2009 that maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like that was the reason why Brad Fogg was getting hit every every five, six seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like every time he, he went back to pass, he was getting hit. You ever thought about that? Has absolutely nothing to do with that, folks. I'm just saying, man, if your offensive line is good, I can have a million dollars on your quarterback head. And I won't, and my and my defensive, my defenders won't get a dime if your offensive line was about something so miss me with that bounty gate stuff miss me with that bounty gate stuff uh kiko alonzo thank you very much for the two dollars says i be balling yeah man when you healthy i ain't never had no problem with kiko the occasion thank you very much for two dollars alex needs to rise to me <laughs> definitely needs to rise to you uh Quinterio, thank you very much for the 499 anzalone has been the weak link in the linebacker corp he got to turn up and that hasn't always been a case uh Canterio. I mean, I remember a time when he was really good. He just couldn't stay on the field. I mean, he was always, you know, sideline to sideline, but I mean, he, he'll be playing really well. And then the next thing you know, he out for the season with a nagging injury. Uh Kimberly says the crazy thing is we made it thus far without Drew and, and Mike T together. Yeah, that's the thing, Kim. And that's that's what gives me optimism as a fan. And also gives me not only optimism for this year, but optimism for next year. Because we seen the Saints can actually win without Drew. we seen that they can actually win without Michael Thomas. We've seen they can actually win without Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, we've seen this team go out there without some of their best players and still produce. we seen without Lattimore, and we seen without Jenkins, right? So the way that I'm looking at it, Who That Nation, the Saints are built to – to last okay so all them Tampa Bay fans all them Carolina Panthers fans that's sitting there with baited Bretton and, and and waiting for Drew Brees to retire because they feel like that's the way they are gonna be relevant Mm-mm. nah it ain't over folks it ain't over the Saints are still gonna be contenders in the NFC South for years to come and I, I I hope that they don't think that man because I think we all can agree you look around the NFC South we we got the best coaching staff in the NFC South so unless uh, uh, Sean Payton is going somewhere I don't see the New Orleans Saints actually not being contenders uh, because we know that he does his best to try to put this team in a position to win and I, I like how the Saints are transitioning for life outside of Drew Brees I mean that's I mean people hate this but that's the reason why you paid Andrews Pete because he's a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker because you know that you're going to run the football post Drew Brees I mean look at it look at I mean they, they showing you you know they showing you without really showing you that that's that's the plan. Uh, heard heard that hit like I was in the stands. <laughs> uh, what's up with Bond? Look, man, he ain't ready for primetime, Kim. Look, if he was ready for primetime, Kim, we would have seen him. Uh, uh, you know, not just on third downs and uh, uh, sporadically. If he was ready for primetime, we would actually see him. I think we just need to go ahead and just you know. Uh, wash our hands with Zach Bourne uh and just realize that maybe next year is gonna be his time. If we haven't seen Zach Bond yet, we ain't gonna see him this year. So I think that's that, that just what it is. Okay. If he had anything that he can bring to the table, anything that he can he can put out there on the field that the Saints defensive staff thought would be beneficial at this particular time, then we would have sung. So I don't think he's ready for prime time. I mean look at um Adam Troutman right Adam Troutman has transitioned he has he he kind of was kind of iffy when it comes to the blocking now look at him now you're seeing more adam troutman than you do josh hill right you see him out there catching passes you see him fighting faster yards you're seeing him out there doing all all the little things the grimy things and you're seeing him doing some stuff in the red zone so if zach barn was actually ready and you know what i'm saying the saints felt like he can be you know i guess he can he can contribute in some way then they would actually have him on the field. But I think we need to look at 2021 to evaluate him. Uh, by the way, TJ, here to answer what the NFC South uh, Kings uh, bow down. Yeah, Ramsey, absolutely, man. We They need to go ahead and bow down to the Kings of the NFC South. Now, look, I ain't got nothing to say except nobody in NFC South can tell me nothing They can go ahead. They can talk about whatever, regardless of what happened to the Saints in the playoffs. For four straight years, the Saints have won the NFC South and all they can do. This is the most pathetic thing in the world right here. Just imagine, man. Just imagine. Just imagine if you are a, a great sprinter, right? And you're so good. Let's just say you like Usain Bolt, right? You like Usain Bolt. You're so fast that everybody just despise you because they know as soon as you hit the track, they know that they about to get dust. They know they about to see your back because you are going to get out there in front of them and win the race. So all they can do is hope that you run or or sprain your ankle or, or do something to yourself. That is what the rest of the NFC South does. The Saints are so much better than all these other teams in the NFC South the only thing they can do is sit on their couches and hope that the Saints fail so they could
1: can... oh, y'all lost,
0: <laughs> y'all lost, oh, y'all did all that for nothing. No, we didn't do that for nothing. We whooped y'all ass. I know it's morning, but it's facts. Nobody can tell me nothing. Unless you're the team that knocked the Saints out of the playoffs, that's the only way you can say something. A Falcon fan can't tell me nothing. A Carolina Panther fan can't tell me nothing. You know what I'm saying? A, a Tampa Bay fan can't tell me nothing because I'm letting you know right now, I'm calling my shot. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just so happen to play the Dallas Cowboys, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, I guarantee you that the Dallas Cowboys are going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They better hope that the football team win. They better hope that the Dallas Cowboys don't slip into the playoffs because I'm telling you right now, and I, everybody know how I feel about the Cowboys. I guarantee you, if Tampa played the Cowboys in a wild card, it's going to be grand opening and grand closing. I guarantee you, Tampa ain't nothing. All right, congratulations to them, finally making it to the playoffs. Last time them boys been to the playoffs, I had a meal plan in college. Last time them boys made it to the playoffs, I was watching HBO in in Campbell Hall at Jackson State University for absolutely free. The last time them boys made the playoffs, my mom was sending me ramen noodles through the mail. The last time them boys made the playoffs, I want y'all to understand this, Barack Obama wasn't even president yet. The last time them boys made the playoffs, okay, the last time them boys made the playoffs, Jackson State University won the SWAG Championship. The last time them boys made the playoffs, I want people to understand this, Ben Laden was still alive. The last time them boys made the playoffs, Michael Jackson was still alive. What can a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan tell me? Seriously, what can they tell me? Y'all need to fall back, all right? There's levels to this. There's levels to this. That's like the Buffalo Bills. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm happy for the Buffalo Bills. But why are the Buffalo Bills coming at the New England Patriots fans? For 20 years, the, 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 the New England Patriots won that division. At tragic. The quarterback play wasn't at division. Nevertheless, they still won the division. They still was beating the rest of the AFC East to sleep. Why is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming at Saints fans? What in the world? They they showing clips about what official Nado saying about them. Who cares? Who cares? Focus on the playoffs. Them boys, they, them boys can't tell me nothing. Seriously. Go out there in the playoffs and do something. But besides that, besides that, man, y'all can't tell me nothing. I'm serious, folks. Think about this. I am 34 years old, okay? I was 20. I was 20 years old, okay? I was still rocking South Pole shirts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was still rocking tall tees. You know what I'm saying? I was still, man, what was I rocking? You know what I'm saying? I was rocking fat foam jeans. What is we doing? We were still living by the G-code the last time them boy. And for those that don't know what the G-code is, that's T's, Bows, and Reeds, okay? That's that's tall T's, that's your bow jeans, and that's Reebok Classics. When was the last time we lived by the G-code, folks? Tapper, knock it off. Next question, man. Next question. The NFC South is our division. The Saints own this division. It's ours exactly man jerry thank you so much i really do appreciate you for saying that my friend is you're absolutely right that's why these people that been repping and talking all season long before the season even started when they had tom brady in the division and oh it's over bro it's over oh you see what we got oh we got four Ooh, boy, and Chris Godwin and Mike. ooh, ooh. And then around that time when they got AB, ooh, ooh. Boy, it's over. It's over for y'all. What the hell is we playing, Madden? I told these boys. I said, man, if we was playing Madden, go back into the archives. Go back into the State of the Saints podcast archives. I said, if we were playing Madden, I would be concerned. But since I'm not playing Madden, and these guys have to play the game, And what happened? The two straight times, they won. Week one, oh, man, they they, they need chemistry. They they got to click. They got to click. They got to click. Uh, week two, oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, they still figuring it out. Week three, then they went on that little winning streak. Oh, they are clicking, they clicking, they clicking. Then all of a sudden, like, they won a couple games. And when they beat the Green Bay Packers, oh, my goodness. Boy, you couldn't tell them that. Oh, y'all lost to Green Bay. We beat Green Bay. We better than y'all. We coming. We coming. We coming. All of a sudden, yeah, boy, we, we about to get it together. Then all of a sudden, here come week nine. Them boys got <laughs> slapped around, pimp slapped on the field in front of a nationally televised audience. And the media had y'all back. They was like, oh, man, they got to click. i tell you what, man. A light switch can't click more than this. A remote control can't click more than this. What is we waiting on? And then it's amazing to me how they take an Atlanta Falcon victory, and they elevate these guys. But yet, when we beat the Falcons twice, oh, they ain't play nobody. But when Tom Brady playing, oh, Tom Brady played the Detroit Lions. Man, the Detroit Lions said Cancun on three weeks ago. And for those that don't know what Cancun on three means, that means that you already made your vacation plans, all right? Cancun on three. One, two, three, cancun. That's what they was doing. Seriously. What is we doing, man? What is we doing? Are you serious? But that's fine. And I love it. I'm serious, man. McDonald's style. I am loving it because I am going to be drinking the tears of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan bases when they realize that their team isn't ready for prime time. when they go up against a team with a pass rush. And they statue quarterback who can't move get sacked, and you know what I'm saying? And, and they linebackers who can't cover with a bad sheet get exposed. Then I am going to be right there waiting and smiling that I told them what they needed to hear. But they didn't want to listen, man. So I don't feel bad about saying this, man. And they can't say nothing to me because they had two opportunities. Two, to play the Saints and they lost. They lost. It's over. They trying to push Brady legacy. They moved the ball for the first. Uh, The Bucks ain't nothing, man. Look, I'm about to just be real with you. The only thing that can stop the Saints are the Saints and the referees. I'm serious. I don't feel like a a fan that's that's whining and complaining. I'm just gonna be real with y'all. When the Saints have a referee group that let let them play, nobody beating the Saints. I'm serious, man. When when they got referees that just let these guys be physical and play, nobody beating the Saints. The majority of the time when the Saints lose games is because they got referees that want to be a part of the show, the stars of the show. They want to throw flags for all little types of things. That's the only thing that can stop the Saints. And I want people to understand this, man. When you are moving the football, I'm serious, man. When you are moving the football, when you're moving the football and all of a sudden you start, like, getting momentum and then they throw a flag, it cuts that momentum in half. I'll give you an example. When the Saints was like, okay, when the Saints were moving the football in the first quarter, okay, I mean the Saints were clicking on all cylinders. Then all of a sudden it's the end of the first quarter, all right? You came back and a momentum fell. If you it's the same way with the referees, man. That's the only thing that can stop the New Orleans Saints. If they got referees that are flag happy, but besides that, you're not going to out physical this team. These guys are the most confident team in the NFC, in my opinion. So that's the only thing that can actually stop the Saints. That's the only thing that concerns me going into the postseason. If they have a, a, a referee staff that let these guys play, the Saints not losing. I'm serious. They are not losing if they have a referee uh, group that allows the team to play because the Saints are a very physical team when they pressing up against uh, these wide receivers. So that's the only thing that can stop them. Besides that, you ain't stopping these dudes. You ain't stopping them. You don't, you're not stopping them, man. Like the Saints are a complete team. There's not a team in the NFC. If you remove their quarterback that... They'll be able to muster up those type of wins. Or if you take their quarterback out the equation, they won't be able to find another way to win. There's no other team. Like, think about this, man. Jared Goff is slow. He's he played. The reason why the Rams have been losing is because Jared Goff been playing slow. When Russell Wilson, uh, you know what I'm saying, messes up and he, and he doesn't have a good game and he's turning the ball over, Seattle ain't winning. It used to be you can get a ball of beast mode, but they can't do that anymore. Tampa, if if, uh, Tom Brady gets sacked, you know what I'm saying, at least three or four times, losing. Dallas Cowboys, man, please, I don't know, it's a mixed bag. You know what I'm saying? Zeke ran for 100 yards, but that was an anomaly. He ain't ran for 100 yards in 15 games. What other team you can remove their quarterback? Out the equation, think about this. Drew Brees threw for 311 yards, but he threw two interceptions, no touchdowns, and the Saints still, still won a football game. There's not a team out there that can lose their number one and number two corners and still win like that. There's not a team that can lose their offensive player of the year receiver and a number two receiver and they rely on a guy who is an undrafted free agent, an undrafted rookie. So, come on, man, like give me a break. Give me a freaking break. The Saints are like that's the only thing that can stop the Saints. Uh, if we take the second seed, who would you rather uh, play? Look, I ain't scared of nobody. If you're the best, you play the best, all right? The only team that concerns me, this may sound crazy, the only team that concerns me are the Dallas Cowboys. And the reason why I, I'm afraid of the Dallas Cowboys, not because I don't feel like the Saints can beat them, it's because of Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan understands the tendencies of the Saints offense. He went up against the Saints offense in practice every single day. So he understands those guys, and he understands who the weak links are on the team. So that's the only thing that concerns me about who if the Saints play, is Mike Nolan. Okay, Mike Nolan knows those players. He knows them. You know what I'm saying? He knows about Demario Davis. He knows about Alex Azzalone. You know what I'm saying? As crazy as that sounds, like, as crazy as it sounds, that's the only team that concerns me because Mike Nolan knows those players. Besides that, no, no. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, people laughing, y'all think it's funny, but did you think Philadelphia was going to beat the Saints? I mean, come on, man. We can't, like, that's that's the thing. We laugh and we giggle and we kiki, but let's just be real about this, man. Did you really think that the Saints was going to lose to the Vikings in a wild card game last year? Did you think that the Saints were going to lose in Philadelphia to young Jalen Hurts? No. No. No, you didn't. So we cannot just poo poo and <laughs> like nah, bro. It's one thing to laugh at Tampa because we smacked them around twice. It's one thing to t- uh, laugh at Atlanta because we smacked them around twice. It, but I'm telling you, man, I'm serious. I- I'm serious. That's that's the only team that concerns me. Uh, the Rams don't really concern me because, you know, man, they just just have some issues. Uh, Arizona, they kind of are concerned because of Kyle Murray's ability to scramble and run. You know what I'm saying? Also DeAndre Hopkins, but not not to a point where I feel like they would actually beat the Saints. Uh Seattle, uh they don't really they don't really bother me either. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like if you contain Russell Wilson and not let him get off, then you should be fine. And Green Bay like man seriously, like seriously. I don't even think Green Bay going to the NFC Championship game. I feel like if if they get a bye that's, that's why I'm not really concerned about the two seed. I'm not. Because if, let's just say, for example, hmm, let's just say if, I don't know, if uh, they they end up going, whoever end up going to the divisional, right? Let's just say, I don't know, a team with a decent defense with a pass rush goes up there to Lambo, And they end up, like, beating Green Bay. Well, the two seed, that means you'll have not one, not two, but three straight home games, right? So if you're the two seed, it's not really that bad. Everybody just assuming that, that Green Bay is just going to go to the NFC championship game, but that, that's not true. That's not true. That, that's, that's no guarantee that just because you're playing in Lambo, I mean, come on. Like, they, they said that before. Like, in the, you know, the Superdome, the Superdome, you know what I'm saying? But honestly, man, the Saints haven't. You know the Saints haven't been winning. You know what I'm saying the Super Bowl NFC Championship game, as controversial as it was, they lost. Wild card game last season, they lost. So everybody talking about big bad Green Bay. Ain't no guarantee that Green Bay just gonna win. Ain't no guarantee. Mike, thank you very much for the five dollars. Said TJ, what's your thought on the Saints uh, being down one linebacker and uh, in, in the searching of Alec Trash alone. <laughs> coming into play well i I talked about that mike man shouts out to mike man um look i talked about that man i I talked about that quite a bit earlier in the show he has to step up man you know they already told him that he ain't good enough by getting Quan alexander so if he doesn't step up then it's time for you to wave bye-bye to him so hopefully he arrives to the occasion man and, 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 you know, uh, it, it's times where you sit on a bench and you you sit back and you analyze things and be like, you know what, you know, his team thought that I wasn't good enough. I'm going to prove them wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because right now you're not even really just playing for the Saints. you playing for another contract. I mean, he, he, he I'm pretty sure the Saints are not going to re-sign him. So somebody's going to have to re-sign him. I mean, somebody's going to have to sign him in free agency. So go out there and put your best foot forward. I'm calling it TJ Green being Kansas City getting upset yeah i mean they just automatically assume because that's what they want to see that's what they want to see man and that's why i say man bump the media i'm serious man bump the media because that's all they do man like they they have no appreciation for the quarterback position i'm serious they have no appreciation for the quarterback position they make it seem like just because you don't throw the ball 60 yards or you can't throw the ball behind your back and throw a bullet or uh, you know what I'm saying? Throw off your back foot 60 yards. Like, you know, like, I don't know, man. It, it's like, they like children or something like that, right? You see a child, you know what I'm saying? You got to entertain a child, right? Bring in the clowns, uh, bring in the balls, bring in the basketball hoop, bring in the hula hoop, bring in the little robot that can turn his head around. That's what the media is to me. They want to be wild. They, they want something that grabs their attention. And when they see people like Patrick Mahomes and, and Aaron Rodgers in two different uh, conferences, they want that so bad, man. They love it so much, and they elevate these guys. And look, I'm not taking in Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes because those guys are incredible, man. The things they can do with a football is unbelievable. But just because other people can't do some of the things they do with a football doesn't mean that those guys are trash. Think about this, folks. Think about the guys that they elevate. Think about this. Think about all of the guys that they elevate. They put way up here. It's always because they can throw the ball 60 yards. It's always because they got big arms. And it's like people like, you know, like Russell Wilson, people like Drew Brees, uh, people like, you know what I'm saying? Like some of these other guys that are just efficient, they make it seem like these guys don't matter. But let me tell you something, man. Jeff George had a rocket arm. Tell me if Jeff George is in the Hall of Fame, right? Right. Drew Bledsoe had a big on. Somebody tell me if Drew Bledsoe is in a Hall of Fame. Ryan Leaf had a big arm. Somebody tell me if Ryan Leaf is in a Hall of Fame. All this special talent and all these different gifts these guys possess is always the guy who has the lunch pail mentality. It's always the guy that just clocks in and clocks out, always seems to make his way to Ken because it's not always about the rocket arm. You can throw the ball, man. You can thread the needle as much as you want to, man. I mean, you can look. You can be as if you can have the biggest bazooka arm that that guy can bless you with. But if you cannot go out there and and go out there and perform, then it really does not matter. These guys are really good, but at the end of the day, I always use this example: if a Ferrari and a Prius is going to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like the Ferrari might get there before the, you know what I'm saying, the Prius. But just because the Prius is moving a tad bit slower than the Ferrari doesn't mean that the Prius won't make it to Atlanta. And that's what the problem that I have, man. It's like they don't have an appreciation for these guys playing the quarterback position. Look, if you're not juking somebody, if you're not throwing the ball 60 yards, this this modern day NFL don't have no love for you. But we here on the State of the Saints podcast appreciate good quarterback play from people like Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. I can tell you that right now. I take Russell Wilson over any one of those dudes. I'm serious. Even Mahomes, man, because I love Russell Wilson's heart. I love his passion, man. I love the way that he plays the game. I love the way, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, for real. Like Russell Wilson is that guy to me. And I just feel like somebody like Mahomes, he's really, really good. But I want look. If if I was building a team, if I had a quarterback, one quarterback, I'm going with Russell Wilson. I know that sounds crazy to some people, but I'm just being real. Uh Mighty Mouse, uh, thank you very much for five dollars. Say, hey TJ, you think we should go after Nigel Branham again? He is still available. Uh nah. Okay, nah, I don't think you need to go after Nigel Branham. You can leave him where yeah. he don't need Nigel. Uh <laughs> um, I don't think they need to go in that direction. Uh let me answer a few more, man. Then I gotta uh get up out of here. Six Russia touchdowns on Christmas Day, and we have fallen um off the national media map. Uh they don't understand. Uh we don't bow. Man, forget the national media, man. Let them talk about all the rest of them guys. Because at the end of the day, man, it's just about ratings. They don't care about they don't care about anything else. You know, these people trying to keep a job, which I understand, but you know. Concealing people and not giving people credit, and making and poo pooing on their accomplishments because they don't fall into your status quo—I have a problem with. You're 100% correct, TJ. Uh, Rebs us the only ones that I'm worried about. The wideouts will be dangerous if Callaway, Emmanuel, Can't Go, and Mike together. Defense is dangerous on bump and run coverage. Yeah, um, if the referees stay stay out the way and call the game where it needs to be called, then I think we should be fine. TJ, do you think it's time for a head coaching change? Hell no. Nah. Hell no. What, no, no, Casey, not at all. What is we doing here, man? Like, what are we doing? Like, have we have we not seen the Saints? You know what I'm saying? And how, how relevant these guys have been? Man, we so spoiled in the that Nation. Man, well, that, like, seriously, we have gotten to a point where we feel like we could just have the right to criticize and, like, do y'all know, man, quarterbacks, head coaches just don't grow on trees? Like, it's hard to replace a good quarterback. It's hard to replace a good head coach. Like, seriously, no way. Like, no way, man. Look, there's only a few guys that can do what Sean Payton has done. I mean, look, look, not only, look, you can say whatever you want about his play calling. Say whatever you want. Say whatever you want about it. You talk about it mid-game, why he called this, why he called that. But there's very few coaches in the National Football League, very few coaches that can lose their starting quarterback, that can lose several wide receivers, that can lose their corners, and still still be able to have a 10-win or 11-win season. Very few. And Sean Payton is one of them, man. We need to appreciate this guy. You know what I'm saying? We need to appreciate this dude as our head coach. You know, you can have problems with his play calling, but Sean Payton is a really good head coach, man. And I guarantee you, all look, <laughs> if the Saints were to fire Sean Payton on Monday, he would have a job on Tuesday. And guess what? I guarantee you that team that he's going to go to, going to be pretty damn good. And we're going to be somewhere going through the motions. Be careful what you wish for, folks. And you And and not allow your emotions to just to be be prisoner of the moment. Actually sit back and analyze this, not in in actual time, but take some time and figure that out and be like, man, are we really that bad? Like, what happened here? That's why I encourage people, man. Check out people like Deuce Winham Show. You know what I'm saying? Go check out other shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, got my guy Jeff No Way. You know what I'm saying? Check those guys out. Nick Underhill. Check those guys out that analyze the game, that break down game film, that can show you what actually happened to the play. They're more of the X's and the O's. I'm more of the Willies and the Joe's, okay? You know what I'm saying? Can I break down game film? Yes, I can. Do I know different, different uh, uh, formations and stuff like that? Yes, but that ain't my lane. But So I'm encouraging you all to check those cats out and see what's going on, man, because sometimes what you actually see Don't really be the case. I mean, what are we talking about here, man? Sean Payton, like, seriously. But I do want to talk about something before I get up out of here. Um, I do want to uh, address this situation. I know this don't have anything to do with the Saints, but shout-out to my guy, uh, Chemo Slice. Y'all probably see him in the chat uh, a couple times. I don't know if he's in here today. But I was going through, like, the inboxes, and he asked me something about Dwayne Haskins, man. He asked me about Dwayne Haskins. Now, this wasn't recent. You know what I'm saying? This may have been like a couple weeks ago. He was talking about Dwayne Haskins and he was asking me, uh, do I think that the Saints need to, you know, look at somebody like Dwayne Haskins? And, you know, Dwayne Haskins to me is the modern day Jamarcus Russell. He's the modern day Jamarcus Russell, man. Um, I wouldn't want Dwayne Haskins at this stage nowhere near my team because Dwayne Haskins is one of those guys that doesn't have an appreciation for being in the National Football League. He is one of those guys that has been making it off his talent his entire life. He has been sliding through the cracks. He has been enabled. And now he's on the National Football League stage and he doesn't know how to deal with it. And it didn't help his cause that he actually went to his hometown team. I'm going to tell you what I knew that it was going to work out in Washington for Dwayne Haskins. This is how I knew. When he called up Joe Theismann, some of y'all know who Joe Theismann is. Joe Theismann is the legendary Washington Redskins quarterback who was number seven and got his jersey retired. He was known for a guy, you know, he, he wore that one uh, kicker bar, you know what I'm saying, at, at, for on his helmet. You know what I'm saying? He had one bar. But he called up Joe Theismann and asked him, Can he wear his number? Now, for me, if I'm going into the National Football League, let me, let me just say this, right? Let's just say, for example, if I went to the 49ers and I wanted to wear number 80, I would not call up Jerry Rice and be like, Excuse me, Mr. Rice, can I can I, uh, wear number 80? No, man. Like, it's just stuff like that that kind of turned me off. Not to mention, like, you taking selfies. You know what I'm saying? When your team is in victory formation, uh, you throwing doing like all these different things and, and not getting better. This is a guy that doesn't have an appreciation for being in the National Football League. This is a guy who has been enabled his entire life. Once again, nobody really told him no. And people have been leeching off of his talent. And now he doesn't have people around him that can pull and reel him back. This was, you know what I'm saying? This was a slap in the face, but I don't think this guy learned his lesson. And I don't think he is gonna learn this lesson because I seen an interview directly after he was released. It was from the local news out there in DC. And you can tell the way that he was responding in the body language, it was as if it ain't it ain't me, it's you. It's y'all's fault. It's y'all's fault that I got cut. It's your fault that this happened to me. Y'all needed to put me in this position. Let me tell you something, man. You have to humble yourself. You have to understand that you don't have all the answers and you have to man up to the situation. That was very irresponsible. Call it for what it is. I want this guy nowhere near my football team, at least until he figured things out. This guy needs to be out of football. And look, I'm not trying to make this a race thing, but we got to go there. There are a few chances that these guys have as African American quarterbacks because they already are behind the eight ball because there's this stigma. You know what I'm saying? Regardless if people want to admit it or not, there is this stigma about black quarterbacks not being smart enough to play the position. You know what I'm saying? Y'all may not feel that way. Y'all might roll your eyes. Some of y'all might, but let me tell you something, man. When you got 50, 60, 70-year-old billionaires, trust and believe some of them feel that way. Probably not all of them, but there there are a vast majority of them that probably feel that way. So you're basically adding to the stereotype By not going out there and applying yourself. I mean, it got so bad that these people thought that he needed to get tested for dyslexia because he didn't apply himself. And that's not a coach in the world that feels as if a quarterback doesn't have the potential to be great. They're not going to put him in a position to succeed, even if he's not reaching that level yet. They're going to use all of their resources. So the fact that they washed their hands with him so quickly, that tells you everything you need to know about Dwayne Haskins. And don't give me that stuff about, well, the Redskins didn't help him. The football team didn't help him. You need to help yourself, too. You need to help yourself, too. By going out there, hiring strippers, you're having a super spreader party when you know for a fact that they're trying to make this, they're trying to make it as COVID-free as possible. And you are going out there having potential super spreader events. I want this guy nowhere near my team. I I wouldn't let this dude sniff the Saints organization. See, there's a difference between Dwayne Haskins and Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, week 17 of last year, says, I have what it takes to be a really good quarterback. And he chuckled and laughed and said, all I got to do is get rid of the turnovers. What did Jameis Winston do in the offseason? Jameis Winston went out there, lost 25, 30 pounds, got in the best shape of his life, took a pay cut to sit on a bench to go to quarterback college under Sean Payton, Drew Brees, you know what I'm saying, Coach Lombardi, and the rest of the quarterback room to make himself better and said to himself, hey, I might not end up being with the New Orleans Saints organization, but I can sit back and analyze and humble myself to if there's a possibility for a opportunity with the saints or another team i can be in a position to take it that is what maturity is all about the way haskins sitting up there looking boo boohooing and pouting as if somebody did something to him and he doesn't even see the realization that he did it to himself i don't care who your coach is i don't care who your organizations are being ran by if you are humbling yourself If you're out there doing the little things to stay on the team, the team is going to keep you, especially if they gave you $10 million and you got 4.5 waiting for you. That team invested in you. They're going to do everything they can to help you. But what happens when you can't help yourself? Dwayne Haskins needs to remove himself from football until he figured things out and realize what he is losing in the process and the best thing he has on his side is that he's 23 years old that's the best thing he has going for him because he has an opportunity to get himself back into the league but he has to take life serious because right now right now man this kid is this kid lost man this kid is lost and it's sad to see man it's sad to see don't you get upset this is equivalent to a 6 foot 7 dude working out at 24 hour fitness, working out at LA fitness, you out there playing basketball with this guy, he can't dunk, he can't rebound, he can't block. And you like, "Damn, give me that height." You know what I'm saying? Give me, give me your, give me your height. I'll be out here being LeBron. I'll be KD. This is what this is. All the talent in the world can be utilized but yet you want to sit up here and, and show your friends that I'm on. Oh, I'm from D.C. Watch my boys. Watch as I fly through in this phantom. Watch I fly doing in this G-Wagon. Watch I go out here and hire these strippers to come to my crib, to talk to my girl, you know what I'm saying, so, so I can turn up. Bump all that, man. Bump all that. You got to remove yourself from the National Football League. Get yourself together, dog. Get yourself together, work, work on yourself because clearly this kid don't get it. Look, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, man. It's out there right now. Go check out that interview where he did with the local news out there in DC. And you tell me, do you see a young man who learned this lesson? Tell me if you see a guy who gets it. Tell me if you see a guy that that understands the error of his ways and wants to change. I don't see that. I see a guy that feels like the world has done something to him. World don't owe you a damn thing. Now I'm talking to you, whoever listening. The world doesn't owe you a damn thing. Every moment that you have in this world that you're living, you go out there and you grind and you be the best version of yourself. And don't this feel Oh, because I get up every day, somebody needs to give me something. No, you work for it. Even the opportunities that you have in life. Don't just be content with the opportunity that you have. Elevate them. You know what I'm saying? Like set goals for yourself. Don't just take things lying down. Be a competitor. Be tough. Take things serious. Do you realize that somebody didn't wake up Somebody didn't have the opportunity that you have today. Somebody did not answer to the calling of their name. Somebody has left this earth with untapped potential and a whole bunch of what ifs. Don't be a what if. Dwayne Haskins, don't be a what if. Take some time to work on yourself and then come back older, wiser, and better. But if I'm, if I'm a GM, if I'm an owner, I ain't touching this guy. I ain't sniffing this dude. I ain't sniffing him. I ain't sniffing him, man. Because this is almost like Josh Gordon. It's not, you know what I'm saying? He, he didn't do anything like illegal, like with the drugs, anything like that with Josh Gordon. But I feel like anybody that signs this guy would be enabling him. I'm talking about from that level. You'll be enabling him. He doesn't need to be enabled. This guy needs to have everything taken away from him and have him understand that when it's taken away from you, nobody cares. And all of them dudes that you hung out with, all the guys that you thought were your boys. And I mean, story of the prodigal son. When he lost everything he had, the party was over. You know what I'm saying? You go from the palace to the pig pit. What happens when you're in a pig pit? What happened to the prodigal son? He was by himself, alone. I mean, sometimes you got to go to the pig pen, man. Sometimes you got to leave that palace, fall to the pig pen to realize that I want to go back to the palace. So what is going to be? What is going to be? So I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, that that little message tell, help somebody live every day like it's your last folks you know what i'm saying like don't leave no stone left unturned be the best version of yourself i I mean i know we ain't talking about saints anymore but i'm talking about you okay i'm talking about you right now right i don't care what it is in your life okay we're all saints fans we all hope and pray that the saints win but at the same time When we leave these videos and we stop talking about the Saints and we stop focusing on these things, what are you doing to push yourself? Rather, it's your podcast. Rather, it be your job. Be the best version of yourself and appreciate every single day that you're alive. Every single day, man. And don't leave no stone left unturned. But please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Have a good and productive day, everybody. Much love to each and every one of you. And thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Till next time. All I got to say is, who that?